Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports Women in League Show, episode 17. My name is Dan Frost and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight we've got Taj and we've got Alicia. And guys, I, I guess the, the first question I'm going to throw at you is we're starting to see, you know, a, a, a signs of some early preseason training, which Taj makes us feel like football's not too far away. Yeah, it sure does, Dan. We've been talking about the blockbuster um, year for the women's game next year. And it's, it seems just around the corner. Most of the NRLW teams have only got a few spots left in their roster. Um, your team, the Knights, I'm interested to see because they seem to keep uh, a little bit uh, behind as far as releasing who they're signed. But I, I just can't wait. It's, it's coming around. It's coming around fast. Yeah, Alicia, there's no such thing as too much football, but... You know, once the once a few of the seasons end, you just you just miss it, you just crave it. So yeah, good to see you know a few of the squads sort of coming together and, and starting to uh, yeah do a little bit of training. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of was reminiscing the other day of the fact that you know if NRLW went ahead, we'd probably just be finishing up. That the grand final would have been come and gone, and and now we would have probably been on holidays. So the fact that the girls, I guess, if there is a bit of an advantage, um, you know, they've they've had a very long break. They're now able to come into it um, quite fresh. They have a couple of months with their club sides and then a lot of them will join NRLW. So, yeah, it's exciting. There's uh, And I know players dread this time of the year in terms of going back to pre-season, but I feel like for the girls, it's you know it's been a long wait. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment tonight, the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won Women's State of Origin. On a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. I loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, and this week on The Huddle, we have a very special uh, team and a very special guest as we continue to work our way through the BHP Women's Premiership up there in Queensland. And tonight, well, in The Huddle, we're going to be focusing in on the West Brisbane Panthers. And we said we had a very, very special guest. We have superstar Julia Robinson on the show. Julia, welcome. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, it's great to have you on the show. We've had this penciled for for quite a long time now, really excited about this episode. So, guys, let's get into it. And, uh, well, Julia, I, I guess the first question that I ask is, you know, take us back to, I guess, the, the start of this season, you know, thinking about the preseason, you know, what the feeling was like um, coming into coming into the year and, yeah, preparing for yet another campaign in this competition. Yeah, so obviously 2020 wasn't the best year for the Panthers. So 2021, we definitely wanted to have that goal to not just um, hopefully get a good like, end to the season with the win, but um, more just to like get that culture back into our club. Um, so that was our main focus, like team first, and um, yeah, just hopefully like just perform like well as a team. Um, but yes, yeah, so obviously we had heaps of new girls coming into our team in 2021 because obviously Souths, um, South Logan team folded for the year so and then valleys also came into the competition so that made everything 
a little bit more interesting. Let's just say that like some girls were leaving some other clubs and um, so yeah, definitely our goal was to try and like fill the team first and then go from there. Yeah, absolutely. And certainly not easy, you know, bringing everyone together, fresh start, new faces. But Tasha, I, I couldn't think of a better person to kind of pull this group together uh, and, and let's just do a little bit of a sidebar conversation because, you know, you look at the start to the season for the Panthers and, uh, you know, you know, one of the things you can say about this squad is every game was competitive, but they did come out of the gates uh, 0-2, losing the first two games. Uh, and then, Tash, there was a certain player that returned to the football team uh, in round three and, uh, yeah, certainly made a difference. Yeah, Dan, no, no coincidence there. Um, the Panthers were sorely, you know, uh, missing... Our special guest Julia in the first two rounds, and um, she popped in from you know round three, um, and definitely made a huge difference. I think in round six, Julia, I won't embarrass you and get you to talk about it, but I think you knocked up a couple of tries in round six that were quite um, impressive. Uh, Alicia will tell you I've probably watched them two or three times, <laughs> even just this week, and yes, I have. I wasn't going to say it, Tosh. <laughs> I thought, oh, we'll, uh, we'll see how many times she's watched it. But, um, Julia, for me, I just want to know, um, you know, like West Brisbane probably don't have a lot of sort of, you know, NROLW talent. Um, you, you seem to be like the only one. You, but you've stayed really loyal with that with that club. Like what is it about them that, I guess, has just made it that way? Yeah, so I started playing with the West Panthers in 2018 and that's when, that was my first year playing NRL. And the reason why I went to that club was when I first got signed with the Broncos, I didn't have a club footy team. So I was just like, oh, I feel like I need to play a bit of footy before I go into Broncos um, just to get some skills, um, yeah, well, to learn the game, actually. Um, so, yeah, West Panthers, like, picked me up and took me in. So, I don't know, from then I've just always been, like, attached to them because, like, I guess they – helped me from the beginning um and then obviously the coach like greeny he's been like kind of like a dad to me like a footy dad and I, mean, I just have so much respect for him and then the club like the club I feel like it's more like I'm so loyal to the club in in general just like the um just the families and I guess the support we get because it is like a very like massive club, like the history of the club is like massive. So I guess that's why I've been very loyal to them um, because I guess that's where I started. And I guess the biggest thing that tested me of, um, was actually this year when Valleys came into the competition because obviously they had um, Scott Prince, Paul Dyer, mm. um, Murray, Fletcher, and they were all the boys that were the coaches for the Broncos the first year and like I love the boys and so when Princey messaged me at the end of 2020 he was like oh you might come play for Valleys and from that moment my heart just like sank I was just like oh my god I don't know what to do because obviously I know like I love Scott Prince and I think he's an amazing coach and uh, I feel like I can learn so much from him but then I just like my heart just sank to I even think about leaving West Panthers. So I know from then I just knew that I'll always be a West Panthers girl. 
Yeah, Julia, like you can see your loyalty come through there just when you're talking about them. And culture is such a big thing that is so important in all rugby league um, clubs. And you certainly burst onto the scene um, when you first started in 2018. You're amazing. I'm you're probably most well-known and most stuck out in my mind uh, for two things. Um, one, you'd only played a handful of games when you got selected for the NRLW. Two, you had that massive head clash with Jess Surgis <laughs> and, and refused to go off. You played with this huge egg um, on your forehead. And three, those the way you just jump over the defence when they're close at the line, it's like you hurdle them over for a try. So it's great to hear that you talk about how important it is, club loyalty, um, but you certainly spoke fondly about many, many coaches and you've, you've learned some amazing skills in such a short time from all of them. Yeah, definitely. I've had so many amazing coaches um, in like a, like a snippet of a few years. So I've been very fortunate to be coached by a few of them. I remember first seeing Julia up at the, uh, would have been national championships in Queensland and just this, all we saw was this blonde girl sprint down the sideline you know, <laughs> on the wing and score this 80-metre try and, and everyone just turned their heads and go, who is this girl? Like, because, you know, ADF were fresh into the national championships and they had Meg Ward and Talisha Quinn, but we didn't know too many other girls. And, and from there, Julia, you went, Pretty much into Jillaroos by the end of the year. It was an amazing season from you. Yeah, that year. Oh, I feel like that's that year is like the highlight of my like career in like footy. Just never played like NRL. Um, never thought like girls played NRL. I could played netball my whole life. Um, but yeah, the ADF national competition that was something else. Like never expected to be picked up by the Broncos or even going to Jillaroos that year too. Yeah, and then fast forward just a, a short period of time and, yeah, you find yourself in, in season 2021 with, with this club that you love and you're so passionate about. And, Julia, you are a fantastic leader. You know, you've got this club that you're sort of, uh, you know, rebuilding, building, and I, I guess the question now is, is it working and, and where is this club headed? Well, for me, looking at this, I think it's all positive signs because one thing we do know about this competition is there's a particular team that has dominated this competition, and that is the Burley Bears. They have been almost unstoppable for well over a decade. And, Julia, let's take us to, to round five. You know, you're playing now. You know, spoiler, you didn't necessarily get, get, get the win on the day, but it was a close contest. And just talk us through that particular game, and I, I guess you must feel very proud about, you know, not only that performance, but, you know, where the club's headed because, you know, Burley, they're, they're no joke. Yeah, no, it's always been a very big, like, competition between Burley and the West Panthers because over the last few years we've, like, played them in the grand final. So they've definitely been a team that we've always been, like, very competitive with because um, obviously they have, like, amazing players in that team too. So we just, like, want to try and, like, I don't know, obviously beat them. Um, but that game in particular, it was one of the hardest games of the season. It was literally tied up right until, like, the buzzer went off. Um, yeah, like, it was just, like, 100% the whole time. Um, I don't think I've ever been that sore after a game. Um, but, no, yeah, that, that game was probably one of the hardest of the season, for sure. 
Yeah, because you know it, it just and and we're going to talk a lot about the uh, about the roster in a second. We're going to sort of go through it, but I guess the thing with the Bears is they just don't give you a break. You know, they've got the talent out wide, they've got the talent in the halves, they've got the talent in the forward pack. It's literally, you know, your whole squad has to step up and perform. And you know, I, I, again, didn't get didn't quite get the result on the day, eighteen points to fourteen, but um, certainly, yeah, certainly good signs that this club's headed in the right direction. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's move through now. So I, we we did have a couple of wins. You know, when you returned in round three, round four, um, a, a tight loss against Burley Bears, and then a really dominant performance um, against the Valkyries. Now, Julia, unfortunately, you weren't able to to see out the remainder of the season um, on the field. But the game that I want to throw to straight away is the semi final game against Valley Diehards. Now, although you weren't necessarily on the field, again, another. Another incredible performance by your group. Uh, talk us through, I, I guess, the preparation coming into that game. Yeah, so obviously we played them. So that was the semi. Um, so obviously we played them, I think it was the second round, and I wasn't there for that game too. But um, I was away with work and I wasn't allowed my phone and I was just like, I told like my, I guess like my boss, like, oh, can you like sneak your phone and tell me what the score was? For the Valleys game, and then I found out we lost. It's like, oh damn! So when I got back, like, oh, and then obviously making the semis and we were versing the Valleys, we we kind of wanted to like, okay, this is our second chance, um, and like we just had to, I guess, play play as a team, um, and hope like if we play as a team, we'll beat them. We just had to focus on ourselves, not not get like too heated because. I guess I know like a few of the girls like in the club wasn't the biggest fan fans of Valleys because obviously they came into the competition and then we lost heaps of our girls to them as well. So um so yeah, obviously there was tensions going going on on the field. Um, I was just like, okay, if we're gonna if we're angry, we're just gonna play angry and tackle them hard and nothing else, okay? Um so obviously we came in the mindset like yeah, we'll just like focus on ourselves, just play play footy nothing else um yeah and obviously I couldn't play so I was just like girls just go out there play your best that's all we can do so on the side I was just like I don't think I breathe I took one breath the whole game like I feel like the first half I was just like oh I feel like we we got this um the girls played so well they put their heart out on his sleeves, um, but it's such a shame. In the second half, we just kind of lost a little bit. Bally's won and good on them because they deserve to win because the second half wasn't our best half. But, yeah, so unfortunately we lost, but Bally's played the better game. Yeah, Julia, we've just spoken about uh, – two games, uh, one being the Burley Bears and one being the Valley Diehards, they are both teams are, are packed with so many um, great players. And as Dan mentioned, you know, if they don't get you up the middle, you've got to be watching them out wide. Now, yeah. I, I know you to be a, a, a winger centre and I noticed in round three you, you played in the number six and then the rest of your season you saw out at fullback just how did you feel playing against these teams, especially, um, you know, the Bears and Diehards, when, when you, you've got to organise them from fullback? So how was that? Yeah, like I told myself I wanted, I guess, a bit of like, com- not say competition, just like something different. I want to like 
I guess, improve my own skills as well in the game. Um, and then obviously being the captain and leader, I wanted to try and, like, I guess, like, help the team as much as possible as well. And um, definitely it was hard because I kind of wanted to be up in the line too, doing all the tackles as well. But, um, no, it was good. I loved being out in the back with the fullback and everything. Um, like, my, I love the girls. I feel like they have like, trust in me to like, tell them, like, which side to go and everything. But, um, no, like, I really did enjoy playing fullback, so it was a bit more of a challenge for me. But, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to on-the-spot question here. Yeah. I've seen you play great footy at, at wing and centre, as I mentioned before, but... Um, if you had to pick, your, where where do you want to see yourself playing? Uh, your favourite position is it the wing? Is it the centre? Or you've had it, your hand at number six, or is it the number one at the back? Look, number six was a bit of a challenge for me. But <laughs> when my coach told me, like, "Hey, guess what? You're playing five eight. I was just like, looked at him and was like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> um, but. For that game, I was pretty much like playing it as like a second fullback. So we had our main half. She was like doing all the, you go here, you go there. I was like, okay, I'll follow you. You just pass to me. <laughs> just like run and like pass as well. Um, but look, it was another challenge, which I liked. Um, but wing was fun the first few years. But then going to centre, I was just like, oh, I like centre. Uh, definitely more contact, um, more like I guess, like, getting involved in the game a bit more. Um, but then playing fullback for club, I guess I do kind of want to see myself as a fullback in the next few years. I definitely know I won't be a fullback in the NRLW for a long time um, just because I know I still have a lot to work on. But, um, no, I'm, I'm liking the challenge as fullback for club. Uh, but I feel like centre is definitely um, where I like to play. Yeah, nice. And it's something that we're, uh, yeah, very much looking forward to keeping an eye on because, uh, yeah, I was just thinking to, when Tasha asked the question, I'm thinking what position could you not play, to be honest with you? Definitely <laughs> athletically got, got the skills and, um, yeah, improving improving as, as we go along. Well, and, and I guess reflecting on that and, and, you know, one of the things, Julia, and, and you know, we're going to have you back on Mojo Sports. There, there's a few other shows that we'd love to have you to, to learn more about your story. But, you know, one thing that everyone does know about you is you, you've had quite an, a, a large amount of success in, in your career so far but you know when you think about that semi-final loss to Valley sometimes these losses these losses can be the best thing for a club you know you think about all the adversity that the Panthers have gone through you know in season 2021 you know that that's a brutal loss against a very very good team in the semi-finals how, how are you guys feeling you know heading into next season is there is there a fire in the belly to sort of you know I, I guess you know uh, I, I guess take this squad to that next level next year yeah like, at the end of the year, like, oh, end of our season, our leadership group spoke to, obviously, the coaches and everything, and we said to ourselves, like, we felt like we played the victim this season, and we told ourselves, no, next year, we're not playing the victim. We want to play for ourselves. We want to, like, just play for the team. Um, and, obviously, there was, like, so much so much happened in the year, to be honest. Like um, little things coming to like people getting suspended. Some people didn't get suspended for the same reason. So there was like a lot of drama um, and everything. And like, as I said, we 
we felt like we played the victim. And I told, like, like our leadership group said, like, no, we're not going to do this next year. We just want to try and keep improving, making sure we keep that culture so girls, we can, like, re- like retain the girls we want to keep and everything because we want, we want this club to excel. Um, so that was our main goal for next year, just focusing ourselves, like, focusing to try and be the best team we can be. Were you pretty relieved, Julia, that you, like, Panthers – had another team for next year because it was pretty much out of you and Valleys. Um, what did you sort of make of that? Yeah, so obviously I was in the, um, the, the Zoom call when we first found out that like oh, one team is leading the competition and is out of Valleys or West. I was like, oh, no. Um, and like our club had like a meeting. We just went down to the footy club and spoke about it and everything. And everyone was like, heartbroken I guess like thinking like like the possibilities of our club to be done like just finished with all the history we've had and all like I guess as I said before like all the younger girls coming through it's just it was like sad to think that the club would just like end um just like that um but then obviously we would have felt bad for Valleys too coming to competition like making the grand final so with like such a solid, I guess a solid year. Um, so I guess it was just like a 50-50, like, oh, it was suck if like our club goes, but then like, oh, I feel sorry for the other club too. But when we found out that West was staying in the competition, everyone was so happy. But so we just like, yes, we've got one more year because obviously we know that we might, we'll be going in 2023. But well, yeah, we're just over the moon that we can just stay with each other another year. Yeah, no, and it, it definitely puts you guys in a good position because you think about all the mo- motivation that you guys have got heading into and heading into next year. There's plenty there, so it'll be very interesting to see how you guys go. I'm going to do a quick round the grounds in terms of our predictions for next season. Tash, starting with you, where are the Panthers headed uh, next season? Well, Dan, it's a it's a tough one because I think it's. Um... It's going to depend on where the Valley Diehards players go to. Now, I kind of think, you know, a lot of them were with West Panthers, so they could get them back, and that makes it, you know, an even stronger team. So, um, yeah, look, I can see the Panthers definitely finishing better than they did this year and, and, you know, maybe the, the top three or four. Yeah, no, it's it's a club that's just it's so hard to predict uh, where where they're headed, but you can see where where all of the potential is, and and you know there's a little bit of a buzz and a lot of excitement because the, this this team could head anywhere. Uh, Alicia, again, it's it's difficult to predict, but what's your thoughts about West uh, for next year? Yeah, I pretty much agree with Tosh, which is quite rare, but uh, yeah, no, I think absolutely if they can get some players back from valleys that they previously had. I mean, it was only a year or two ago that. Panthers were winning competitions. So, um, yeah, if they get get a few more back and um, build on what they did, then there's no reason why they can't, you know, make the semis again um, next year. And, you know, hopefully, as Julie said, that you might you guys might only be around for another year. I hope that sort of extends and something can be done there. But I guess it will all come down to, you know, how, how the NRLW works and um, the feeder clubs and all that. But, yeah, I definitely think they can have a real crack at it again next year. 
Yeah, I, I definitely don't want to sit on the fence, but I'm kind of going to and say top four team. I, I know that's kind of that, that sitting on the fence answer, but, you know, depending on recruitment, we'll see how that goes. But if not, um, you know, there's a lot of young talent in this football team. So, um, you know, even if there isn't any recruitment, I just see a lot of lessons from this year that can certainly lead to some improvement. So I, I think top four um, is definitely on the cards there. Julia, I guess you're a little bit biased. You're going in there to win the whole thing and become premiers next season. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I guess, you know, talk to us a little bit about you know why you think this this club is um, is going to improve? Uh, yeah, next year. Um, I always like to say it's not always about what players you have in the team, um, because I don't know. Like, as I, I don't want to talk myself up, but I'm I'm the only rep player pretty much in the club, and over the years we've always like performed well. Um, it just comes back down to like how we play as a team, like who, like also like who complements each other as well. Um, so I feel like that's a big like factor to have in a team. Um, so obviously, so hopefully, and it, also put something else in, it comes down to like what we like, what the reason why we want to like play and like perform because we want to do it for the club. Like, because as I said, there's been so many girls, like, so, like a few of us girls have been at the club like since 2017. Mm. Um, so that passion for that club, they just, that's why they play. Yeah. That's why there's like a few girls who are not leaving and everything. Um, so I feel like if we, I guess, have that passion for next year, we'll play well. Yeah, absolutely. No, like I said, plenty of, plenty of reasons to be successful and uh, we'll be we'll be watching very very closely and talk about talent. Let's get into it. Let's let's go through uh, this roster and Julie. I'm, I'm going to throw this to you st- uh, straight away to talk us through um, some of your outside backs because um, yeah, obviously you spent a, a fair bit of time there at fullback uh, throughout the season. But uh, yeah, talk us through this group. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of like very talented backs. Um, obviously, we've got Lily Green, so she is the daughter of the coach. Um, She's still so young as well. Like she's only, I think she's only 20 now, but she's been trying to like, um, I guess like better herself. Like she's been hitting the gym because like she's not the biggest girl, but she's been hitting the gym, trying to eat a bit more food to bulk up a bit uh, to, so she can hold herself, like hold herself well. But um, yeah, she's definitely a one to keep an eye out. Um, then we have Lauren Dam. So she, Lauren Dam, she actually came to West in 2020, but unfortunately, because she's in the um, defence as well, like she's in the army with me, and she had to go down to Melbourne uh, for COVID to obviously support, like, the hotel quarantine. Like, she is a medic, so she was doing all the vaccinations and everything. Oh, not vaccinations, just, like, the COVID tests. Um, so she missed out on that year, but then this year she came on the scene and just smashed it out. Um, and then from there she been signed to the um titan so she's definitely one that we want to try and keep that's for sure um then we have sarah so sarah is like she's a young one actually not not sarah sorry sarah um she's a young one that came into this year and i think she has a union background so she's played with the queensland reds and when i first saw her play i was like who is this girl like, she just buries her head in and just gives it all. Like, I think she broke her, bo- uh, not broke her, uh, broke her nose one game from just, like, going head first into the line. I was just like, 
oh no god please keep yourself safe and out of harm we need you um but no she's definitely a very very good player that we've had yeah absolutely and i guess you know to to take advantage of all that talent, all that pace, all that skill out wide is uh, your halves, you know, your, your little generals that get around. And Tash spoke a little bit about you spending some time uh, there throughout the season. But, um, yeah, talk us through your halves um, pairing there. Yeah, so also we have Lana Sheedy. So she's been, like, one of the players that's been with the club since the beginning. Um, very passionate, um, loves footy. Mm. Um, yeah, she's a funny one, that's for sure. But, yeah, so we've had her and she's just been, like, she's excelled this year. I feel like she's been her best year of footy. Um, her kicking game is probably one of the best in the competition. Um, and then we have Ari. So Ari, she's been in the house a few times and she's a mum and she's, like, she's actually pretty fairly new to our rugby league. and. But what I loved about her was just her commitment and just she just gave her all. Like even like she didn't complain or anything. She just put her heart out there and just gave her all. And then obviously I went into the house for one game and I think that was the one game and never again. <laughs> um, Julie, just Sorry, Julie, just on that, you went into the halves and you mentioned earlier uh, you're playing number six. You just said to the halfback, you know, I'll just follow you around. You show me what to do. Yep. And I noticed that Lana Sheedy was actually, she played every single game in the number seven. Uh, she did not miss a game the, the entire season. So how important is that to have somebody, especially in the halfback position, that's there constantly throughout the season? I feel like it's very important because, like, she, she is pretty much, she's the captain, the captain of the ship. Um, we need her to, like, so everything goes well. <laughs> we don't have her, oh, I don't know what will go wrong, like, how it will end. But, um, no, she's very good at, like, telling people where to go, setting up plays, and she's very, like, just footy smart. She knows what she wants and she'll get it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then, Julia, we're going to move uh, through now to your forward pack. And, you know, we, we've said this quite a few times on, on, on different episodes, is that one of the things that stands out about the BHB competition is the, the forward packs, you know, the, the aggression, the physicality, the pace. Uh, I guess, you know, if you're going to compete in this state competition, you need a serious forward pack. And, you know, you, your, your group was able to do it, was able to compete with some of the best in the in the country. Um, yeah, talk us through this group because, again, this is a very physical competition week in week out yeah before i used the forwards and missed one obviously we recruited caitlin um into the halves for this year she came in she played actually her first game was when i played in five eight for the versus the tigers so she was like just just trying to um her first game back for a while so but then she was pretty much one of our dominant halves for the rest of the season we we're very like lucky to have her coming to the team and she just fit in so well. Uh, so, no, she was a great asset to that club too. But, yeah, forwards. We have probably one of the best forward packs um, going. Um, obviously, we got Ussi, we got Clem, and then we will have so many young ones too coming through. Um, I can just name a few, like Fiona, Hannah, um, Sarah. They all... They all play for the um, 19s Queensland uh, set of origin team. Like they just 
they're definitely the girls you have to keep an eye out because they're going to be the ones coming through in the next few years. Um, I love them so much. Like I have so much respect for them. Just every training they come, they just, there's no complaining. They just get down, put their heads down, just train. Um, and those are the girls we want in the, in the, in our club because, as I said before, we want to like focus all our energy, not, not all our energy on the younger ones, but they're the ones we want to like retain. Um, so no, they were, they, are, they were amazing for our um, team this year. Um, but back onto Asi and Clem, they're another two that's been with the club for like the last, well, since it started. And Asi, she is an amazing leader. She was like obviously the captain of the team the last few years and she's been like club captain as well. Um, she's just a great leader on and off the field. And then there's Clem. I don't think anyone like noticed how hard she worked on the off season coming into the season. Um, like she'll pro- like she lost so much weight and she was the fittest she's ever been, the strongest, and um, she's definitely one of those players that I feel, feel like she's underrated. Like um, she's just a solid worker. Like, I'm glad I played on her team because I wouldn't want to run at her. Um, yeah. Um, so I have so much respect for the forward pack and especially um, RC and Clem because they were the players that when I first came in that I looked up to. Like I want to be like them as a player. So, yeah, I love the forward pack. Yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, this is a very different competition. There's often just you know, a couple of tries, a couple of key moments that can be the difference in these games. And I guess it's no coincidence that the Panthers, you know, are always so competitive when you've got some of those talented forward packs because, again, it's it's definitely the key in, in such a physical competition. But, yeah, very much looking forward to, to seeing, uh, you know, the Panthers roll out next season. Um, again, we're just counting down the days and, and really looking forward to, to watching you guys play. Um, it's going to be a team that, that certainly uh, packs a punch, uh, that's for sure. All right, guys. all right, guys. Well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, our Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, so okay. oh my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and on Rapid Fire, Alicia, I'm going to throw this question straight at you, and it's probably one of the tougher ones that we've had uh, so far. You know, simple but, but difficult. Uh, who, who, in your opinion, who is the best second rower in the game right now? Uh, good luck, my friend. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad you threw it first so I can have first pick pretty much. Um, I can't go past Tazzy Gray, I think. Um, you know, coming off that origin performance where she was nearly Doherty medal winner for best player on the field, I think she's pretty hard to beat in terms of like, she's probably not the best line runner in the game, but um, she certainly got that aggression on the edge and yeah, I'd hate to be tackled by her or try to tackle her. I wouldn't even try. So yeah, it's Tazzy Gray for me. Yeah, definitely a very intimidating player uh, on the field and, and certainly certainly packs a punch. Um, very physical presence there. And look, for myself, uh, I'm going to go with Holly Wheeler. Um, you know, we all know about, uh, you know, Holly's school 
uh, on the field, you know, and she's sort of, you know, nearly achieved everything there is in the game. But, um, you know, you, you hear stories about her, her, her influence off the field as well. Um, and we've, we've sort of spoken about Julia tonight as well, about, you know, all of these younger players that are sort of coming through. So for me, I think Holly's still, still at the top of her game, outstanding player, but also doing great things with some of the younger players uh, in and around her club. Tash, what about yourself? Again, this is a difficult group. Uh, you know, it's definitely a stacked group when you think about talent. But, um, yeah, who are you going here? Yeah, it sure is a, a talented group. Um, I'm going to say a special mention to Cody House because I think she's going to find uh, some of the form that she's been, uh, well, we saw her early, you know, a few years ago show some form. But I cannot uh, name, you know, a number 11 or 12 without that saying Kezi Apps. That girl is just an outstanding ambassador to the game. Um, Tazzy Gray is a great second row as well, and, and Leash said doesn't quite run the lines. Well, you know, watch some footage of Kezi Apps because she really can run a great line, especially off her halves. And now uh, she's played this season at, at um, club level, playing uh, sort of like a pivotal 13. So, I think she'll even gain a better understanding of those lines. So, you know, if she can improve, look out because she's already, in my opinion, the best. Yeah, absolutely. And a little bit underrated in terms of her own physicality. I think her post-contact meters are uh, ridiculous. So uh, definitely players are struggling to get her uh, down on the ground. Uh, Julia, we're going to give you uh, a, a yeah, last crack at this one. Um, yeah, the, the, again, a, a lot of amazing, uh, talented players uh, in the game right now. But, uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I agree with you all. Like, the, the girls you guys mentioned, amazing um, second rowers. But there's one girl in particular that I feel like I rate so much, not just as a player, just as a person, and that's Talisha Harden. She's, like, I've played alongside of her. Like, she's been on, like, the left side with me. And there's no one I would want to, like, replace her because, like, I feel so safe with her um, next to me. So I feel like she is definitely my favourite second rower and, like, the line she runs, um, her ball skills too. Um, yeah, she's my my pick. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. But, Julia, I just want to uh, thank you for jumping on the show and talking all things about your beloved uh, your beloved club, you know, it's, uh, you know, it was certainly, you know, I guess, as, as you mentioned, this season had everything, but we're all very much looking forward to next year. And, um, you know, credit to yourself in terms of, you know, sticking with your club and, you know, sort of bring, bringing in a bit of a leadership role there. And, uh, yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of players that look up to you in and around the club and in and around the game. You're doing a fantastic job. We cannot wait, wait to see you hit the field again. But, uh, yeah, thanks again for jumping on to Mojo Sports. Thank you for having me. Uh, anytime, anytime. And to my amazing panel, uh, yeah, thank you again for another amazing night talking all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.